Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi. Welcome to Witches, Whiskey, and Wit. I'm Jason Mankey. This is my very occasional these days podcast. You know, mostly because I like hearing myself talk. I do these. But every once in a while, people go, are you ever doing the podcast again? And I'm like, I think for now, I'm just going to do the Sabbaths. So we were here at Lamas or Lunasa. We're here again at the Autumn Equinox or Maybon. Oh my God, someone just died inside because I used the word Maybon. If you don't know the kind of controversy about Maybon, I'm happy for you. I think that you're in a much better place than I am. But over the last, especially seven or eight years, there's been this real public outcry about how terrible the name Maybon is and how you should never use it. And if you use it, that means you're stupid. And I want to talk a little bit about that to kind of kick off things because I'm probably going to use the word Maybon in this a lot. I use Maybon because it's a word that people know. It says a lot of information without you having to fill in the blanks. It says, hey, I am celebrating a Sabbath. I'm celebrating the autumn equinox. And I'm celebrating the harvest and the start of fall and all of that entails. That's what the word Mabon means to a lot of people. And it's true, there's a god named Mabon. More like a figure, if you really look at it closely. He shows up in the Mabinogian. He's captured. He's rescued by King Arthur. You know, a lot of the figures in the Mabinogian really are gods. And they were kind of turned into other figures who weren't gods by Christians who wrote down those stories. So, I mean, he probably was a god at some point, but in the story of the Mabinogian, Mabon is a guy, you know, pretty mystical. He could talk to dogs really well, but he was just a guy. And one of the things about Mabon in those stories, there are just not a lot of them. I mean, the Mabon story in the Mabinogians, not particularly long. I think if you look at the Lady Charlotte Guest version of the Mabinogian, there are 14 different instances of the word Mabon being used to signify one of two people. They're differentiated by the names of their mothers, Mabon, son of uh, whatever it just happens to be there. But I want to talk about Mabon the holiday and how that came about, and to some degree why people hate it. So when I was a baby pagan in the 90s, a baby little witchling, I still had short hair and was much thinner than I am today, you know, I learned that there were eight Sabbaths. And most of those Sabbaths, people called by names that everyone was pretty much in agreement with and familiar with. Obviously, Samhain is the big one, Yule, Imbolc. Uh, Ostara, there's not actually an ancient Ostara celebration anywhere, certainly not by the Celts and even by the Norse, there really wasn't. However, you know, Ostara makes sense as a name. Everybody seems to like that. Beltane, obviously. Midsummer, also sometimes called Litha, which comes from the same place Mabon does. And then Lamas, which was an Anglo-Saxon pagan festival, and Lunasad or Lunasa, which was a genuine Celtic festival. 
And then, of course, we come to the autumn equinox, which, you know, I was taught was Mabon. Why was I taught that? Because it was in all the books that I was reading. So where does Mabon come from? And the answer is it comes from an American witch named Aidan Kelly. Aidan Kelly is reviled in many places, and he broke some oaths and leaked some names that were supposed to be secret. So I get why people don't like Aiden. Um, and I think some of that's justified. But anyways, uh, when it comes to Mabon, he was looking to create a calendar for witches. And he liked the way that Samhain sounded and Imbolc and Beltane and Lunasa. But the other ones, uh, you know, Yule, genuinely ancient holiday, we've got that. But the other three didn't really have poetic names. And Aiden always fancied, fancied himself a poet first and foremost, and he began to think, you know, what could I call these holidays? Ostara is what he settled on for the spring equinox. That's an easy one. There is a goddess mentioned in Bede, Eostara. Bede is an English historian, you know, who was writing uh, like in the seven or eight hundreds. I'm not looking at notes. I'm just, you know, going off the top of my head. And, you know, eventually Easter was named after that figure. And it was the name of also the name of a month, according to Bede, which got whittled down and then used for Easter. It's important to remember that Easter is only really used to signify the Christian Easter in English and German. Everywhere else it uh, is more like Passover. But anyways, yeah, that's, everyone's fine with that. Then he looked to Bede again. And for the mid, for the summer solstice, he chose the he chose the word Litha, which was another name of a month. It means gentle or navigable. And I don't know why he had to do that. People have been calling the summer solstice midsummer for quite a while. But okay, Litha. I know a lot of people who use Litha and don't have any problem with it. And then got to the autumn equinox and decided I'm going to call it Mabon after that figure from the Mabinosian. Uh, Mabon. The figure is referred to as Mabon, son of the mother. And Kelly thought that sounded poetic and that might be it represented a god figure that was similar to Persephone going to their rest in the autumn. Now, there's nothing in the myth to suggest that. I don't really know where it comes from. I think it's kind of nonsensical. But he started, he wrote down Mabon in his calendar. And then it was picked up in the Green Ed magazine uh, like a year later. This is 74, 75. And then in 1979, it shows up in The Spiral Dance, which is a book by Starhawk, which is one of the most important witchcraft books ever published. And then from there, you see it in lots of other places. When I've been in the UK, I've seen them use the term Maybon. I remember looking at this poster going, oh, look at that, all the Sabbaths. And I was like, certainly they're not going to call the autumn equinox Maybon because that's an American thing. There was Maybon. And they sell many of the same books. So people hate the term Maybon because... The god Mabon has nothing to do with the autumn equinox. And I get that, and I get that, and there's also I think there's this hatred of Aiden Kelly, which completely understandable too, uh, in certain circles. But words change, right? We don't own words. Words are not preserved in amber, where their meanings are set in stone forever and fossilized. That's not how that works. Language is a living thing, and it changes. And if you Google the word Mabon today, you'll see that for millions of people, it means autumn equinox. And mainstream publications write about Mabon celebrations because that's what they think 
everyone calls the autumn equinox. Now, of course, not everyone calls Maybon the autumn equal or e See, this is how easy it is. Not everyone calls the autumn equinox Maybon, and you don't have to. And I think that's fine, especially if you hate the term. There are alternatives. Harvest home is a good alternative, which we'll be talking about in a little bit when we do some more history stuff in this special episode. And you could call it Halig, which is the one I like because it goes back to Bede, because he said that September was called Halig, Holy Month. And to me, September's pretty holy. It's the start of fall. Also, start of football season, which I know doesn't mean anything to most of you, but it means a lot to me. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of the history of the word Maybon. It's been used for 40 years now. People who are trying to put that genie back in the bottle, I think, are going to fail. Now, it's certainly acceptable, I think, to say, hey... Oh, Maybon is when somebody says to you Maybon is a Celtic holiday, I think it's acceptable to say, hey, no, Maybon was not a Celtic holiday. The Celts didn't celebrate Maybon. There's no European celebrations of the autumn equinox that were especially important that I'm aware of. Certainly there were none called Maybon. To point that out, I think, is completely legitimate and should be. But so many people pointed out in a way that's kind of assholy, right? I and I'm not sure people mean to be that way, but it really comes across that way on social media. It's a smugness. No, the autumn equinox is not called Maybon, but I just Googled Maybon, and it said that Maybon is the name for the autumn equinox. Well, everyone else is wrong. Maybon is not the name of the autumn equinox. It certainly can be the name of the autumn equinox if you choose to call the autumn equinox that. Things change. Also, sometimes the original meanings get lost. Thursday is Thor's Day. How many people think about Thor every Thursday? What does Thor have to do with Thursdays? I don't know. Monday is named after the moon. What does the moon have to do with Mondays? I guess it's always there on a Monday. But it's always in a different phase every Monday, right? I People, I don't know, it's... People only want things to be exactly as they were when they don't agree with a modern definition of something. I think that's the safe thing to say. People are only mad about Maybon being the name of the autumn equinox if they don't like it, and then words are only preserved in amber if somebody really wants that word to be preserved in amber. You know, I don't... It just it seems like such a wasteful argument to me to argue about Maybon all the time. I don't like it. I think it's kind of dumb. I've said that... I think I've said Maybon is dumb... Several times. It's a dumb name. doesn't have anything to do with the holiday. But at this point, it says a lot. It says, I'm celebrating the autumn equinox. I'm celebrating the, the harvest. I'm celebrating everything that's good about fall that we've kind of stripped from Samhain and don't celebrate at Samhain anymore. Right? So, yeah. That's the end of the history of Maybon. I would say, too... And, you know, there are people like, well, it disrespects the god, Maybon. Does it? Does it? I mean, if somebody wanted to name the autumn equinox Jason, even though that's nonsensical, I think that would be really great. Maybe even better, we could just name it Mankey, directly after me, so people would always think of me and my family. I don't know, if I was a god and wanted people to say my name over and over again... 
I think being named after a holiday would be the way to do it. Certainly, I knew nothing of Mabon, the figure, until I heard of Mabon the Sabbat, and then I was like, I want to learn more about this, and began to look into him. Wouldn't have done it without the holiday being named after him. And I think that I'm probably not alone there. And Ostara, nobody gets mad about Ostara. It's not an ancient pagan festival either. Also named after a goddess who is more probably dubious in the historical record than Mabon, because Mabon at least appears in the Mabinogian. Uh, Ostara doesn't appear, or Eostara doesn't appear in any mythology. The mythology was uh, put together in the 19th century. It was like, oh, there's probably a goddess for this, and she probably likes rabbits. You know, there's not an ancient Astara goddess who liked rabbits that we're aware of. But nobody gets mad about it for her, but we only get mad about it for Mabon. Or, not we, but certain people who are very loud about it. I don't know. I think we should correct people when they get facts wrong. Mabon's not a Celtic festival. Mabon's not a centuries or millennia old festival. But... It's something that people celebrate today. Every word comes from somewhere. They all have origins, and sometimes those words, you know, vary a great deal from their origins. The word nice used to mean stupid, and now it means nice. Like, we use nice. She's nice. He's nice. My cat is not nice. She just knocks something over because she's a dick. You know. There you go. I don't know. little history of Maybon. A little soapbox for me. I'm sorry about that. You know, one of the things I love about Maybon or the autumn equinox is I think it's a great holiday. It's one of my absolute favorites. And I'll tell you why it's one of my absolute favorites. And you knew I was going to tell you why. It's because in some ways, Samhain has become so focused on death. And that's and that's great. I think it's healthy to focus on death, Samhain. I think it's healthy to focus on the thinning of the veil between the worlds. But what we lose sometimes when we do that is we lose all of the harvest implications of Samhain. We lose the whole, well, Samhain is the celebration of the final harvest kind of thing. So what we do at the autumn equinox then is really focus on that harvest. And especially somebody living in the United States, living, having lived in the Southeast, the Midwest, and now the West Coast, when I think of harvest, I don't think of Lamas or Lunasa on August 2nd. To me, that's really kind of the height of summer in a lot of ways. And yeah, there are things that are harvested in August. But to me, like the real harvest in the places I've lived is always in September. So... The autumn equinox is my chance to really celebrate the harvest and to focus on the harvest. And yeah, most of us don't live in an agricultural area and stuff, and we're not tied to the land like we used to be. But to eat, we are still tied to the land. And growing up in the Midwest and seeing crops harvested every year, my family, did you know that my family owns a farm to this day? You know, so... Maybe I don't live there. Maybe I don't work on the farm. Maybe I've never lived there and never worked on the farm. But, you know, I'm still tied to it in a way. And September is harvest time. I know that now when I'm going to my farmer's market, there are new fruits out, new vegetables, because this is when they're harvest. One of the things I love about right now is it's the start of apple season. I love apple season. Not 
just like I'm gonna eat an apple. I'm like, no, I'm gonna eat a Newtown Pippin apple. And Newtown Pippins are only really good the last week of September and the first week of October because they don't keep for particularly long. But when a Newtown Pippin is perfect, a Newtown Pippin is perfect. Oh apples but i mean that's one of the things i love about this holiday i get a chance to celebrate those things and it's really the start of fall i mean it is obviously the equinox which is the start of fall from kind of a earth in the cosmic thing sort of way but it's the start of fall in another way it's as i said earlier it's football season but it's starting to get colder and right now, September is the hottest month of the year in California, but the temperature does dip a lot more at night than it did in August or July. And I love that because when you're out later, you've got to bring a jacket. And the sun is setting earlier and earlier. And I love that too. I don't want a whole lot of sunlight. I want more darkness. You know, I want to celebrate. John Beckett was writing the other day about celebrating the start of the darkness. I love that. I want to celebrate that. I love from about the middle of September, you know, through the middle of March. To me, that's the best time of year. Mostly because I don't live in the Midwest anymore where it snows. That helps quite a bit. But I don't know. I've always thought there was a ton to celebrate at this time of year. And it's sort of a receptacle for the things that you don't celebrate at Lamas or Samhain. And to me, there's a lot of those. Also, usually by September, our lives are a little bit more organized. And this is something that I think people miss. So at Lamas in August, a lot of people are on vacation, a lot of traveling around. Some people just kind of get the blahs from the dog days of summer and don't want to do anything or go out. So... You know, a holiday like Lamas is often one that's not attended by a lot of people. It's often one that doesn't necessarily excite tons of people. Now I know, some of you, that's your favorite Sabbath. I have a woman in my coven who her favorite Sabbath is Lamas. And I think that's great. I think that's great if that's your favorite Sabbath. You know, we all have our preferences. But I would say that as a whole, it's probably not the favorite Sabbath of our community. And Samhain is when we are back together because we're not traveling we're not camping we're not on vacations as much so to speak even though i am going on vacation next week you know so i'll be gone for the autumn equinox so yeah i i just love it so much and one of the things that makes me sad is you know how people don't focus on the joy of the season they don't focus on the urgency that comes with the start of fall and those crisp nights and the changing of leaves and the falling of leaves and the harvesting of crops. Instead, we're just mad at people for calling it Maybon or people mad because somebody said something dumb about Maybon. And yeah, be mad about dumb stuff, but correct people in a nice way. And I'm using nice in the original, not in the original way it was meant, but in the way we use it today. So on these little mini episodes... I've been doing some reading from my book, The Witch's Wheel of the Year, to talk about history and things. So I'm going to do that today now. Uh, and then while we do this, we'll also get some history and stuff. So I think that's so I think that's pretty great. So here we go. Maybon is both a new holiday and an ancient one. 
There's no evidence of any specific celebrations of the fall equinox in the ancient record, but there's plenty of evidence for harvest celebrations, and at least one of them occurred in September and has some pagan and witch-like attributes as well. While the word Mabon as a name for the autumn equinox has only been in use since the mid-70s, there are some generally old customs associated with the September harvest. Most of the Sabbaths derive their names from genuinely ancient Celtic-Irish holidays. Those are, of course, Samhain, Imbolc, Beltane, and Lunasa, or Lunasad. Or some of them derive their names from Germanic or Anglo-Saxon holidays, especially Yule and Lamas. The remaining three were given the names of Stara, Litha, and Mabon by Aidan Kelly. Astara and Litha were inspired by the calendar put forth by the English historian Bede, but Mabon comes from a completely different place. If Kelly had chosen a name from Bede for the autumn equinox, it's likely that we'd be calling it Halig or Halig today, his equivalent to September, which translates as Holy Month. Welsh mythology tells of a figure named Mabon ap Modron, and he appears in a few of King Arthur's lesser-known myths and in the Welsh collection of literature known as the Mabinogion, which dates from the 12th to 13th century, though the corpus most likely existed long before that as oral lore. In myth, Mabon is most certainly a very minor figure and is not associated with the fall equinox or the harvest in any real way. He generally appears as a young man, and some scholars have connected him to the Celtic Meponis, who was a god of youth and was often conflated with the Roman Apollo. All of this lines up quite well with the literal translation, translation of Mabon ap Modron, which means son of the mother. Kelly himself admits that when naming the fall equinox, he wasn't searching for a historical name associated with the actual event, but with a myth that might have been one lost to history. It was Kelly's belief that throughout Western mythology, there was a tale of a young person being saved from certain death near the fall equinox. Mabon just happened to be the name of one of those young deities saved from an early demise, and Kelly chose it as the name for his holiday. How well this all makes sense depends on one's interpretation of mythology, but there's certainly no denying that near-instantaneous popularity of Mabon as a name for the autumn equinox. Though there was no autumn equinox celebration in the ancient pagan world, the British holiday of Harvest Home is nearly equivalent. Harvest Home doesn't line up exactly with the autumn equinox. It was celebrated after a community's major grain harvest, and could occur in both August and September, but many of its harvest customs feel pagan, though we don't know for sure when they originated. And customs that were a part of later Harvest Home celebrations can be found in 13th century records, which is just about one where one would expect such things if they were ancient pagan survivals. The most common way of celebrating Harvest Home was with food and drink at the end of a long day of working in the fields. That drink was, of course, alcoholic, which might have led to merriment and a party-like atmosphere. Feasting after a successful harvest goes back to at least the Romans in the written record, so this type of tradition is probably to be accept expected. But Harvest Home was about more than just feasting after a hard day of work. It was truly celebratory. By the English Renaissance, Harvest Home celebrations had grown in size and scope, in the book Travels in England During the Reign of Queen Elizabeth, the German writer 
Paul Henser mentions a Harvest Home celebration in Windsor. We happened to meet some country people celebrating Harvest Home. Their last load of corn they crown with flowers, having besides an image richly dressed, by which would perhaps signify Cirrus. An account of Harvest Home from 1710 mentions gifts of ribbon and lace and rows of pins for all the children who helped with the work. That same account also mentions tobacco and drink for the adults and dessert for everyone involved. Gifts, drinks, lots of food, a harvest doll to celebrate occasion. That sounds like a party to me. In addition to the general festivities that accompanied the harvest, it was also an opportunity to elect harvest royalty. Harvest foremen were called harvest lords, which not surprisingly led to the election of harvest queens as well. This type of August-September royalty has more in common with the queens elected at county fairs today than with the lords of misrule at Yuletide, but it's still given me fodder for my own Maybon celebrations over the years. For many witches, Maybon is the harvest celebration. Not only are cereal crops harvested in much of the northern hemisphere during September, but there are also tomatoes, sunflower seeds, the first pumpkins, and as I mentioned earlier, lots of apples to enjoy. Though not included in this book, many of the Maybon rituals I've written over the years have included food. It's pretty easy to build a ritual around all of the great things taken in near the fall equinox. For many witches, Maybon is the witch version of the Canadian and American holiday Thanksgiving. Relaxed feasting can be kind of hard to do at Samhain. It's always so busy, but that's rarely the case in September. When I ran a pagan college student group, Maybon was our biggest Sabbath celebration of the year. We'd always have a giant potluck dinner, and our feasting was just as important to our celebration as any ritual. Victor Anderson, who founded the fairy tradition of witchcraft along with his wife Cora, stated that his first coven back in 1932, the Harpy Coven, regularly had meals inside their magic circle on the Sabbaths. Feasting doesn't have to be only before or after a ritual. Harvest home celebrations were about more than feasting and drinking, they also included games of skill related to the harvest. In some communities, harvesting that last sheaf of wheat was turned into a contest, with individuals taking turns throwing scythes at it until it fell. While such an activity might be dangerous in a circle, and if I ever tried such a thing, I would be sleeping on the couch and yelled at loudly by my wife, games symbolizing the harvest are often a part of many Maybon celebrations today, just without throwing harvesting implements. In many communities, the last sheaf of grain was gathered up and given both a female form and a name. Often, that name was the Kalyach, and just how this figure was honored varied throughout the British Isles. If you, know, if you don't know that word that I just said, it looks like Kalyach or Kaliach, but, but I you know, looked it up so I wouldn't completely destroy the pronunciation Kalyach. Yep. That's how much I care. In some communities, that figure was associated um, with abundance and was given a place during feasts and the harvest home celebrations. And other times, she was used to scare children. Her associations weren't always positive, but then again, they weren't always negative. If her association in a particular village was positive, she was also sometimes known as the neck, the old sow, the frog, or the mare. I can't imagine calling my wife any of those things and being them being seen as positive. Where she was feared, she was sometimes called the bitch or the witch. I could get away with that last one. 
The Kaliach most likely represented the power of the harvest, along with the coming of winter, and many modern witches honor her as the first form of the crone goddess. That figure identified previously as Sirius by Paul Henser in the previous little bit that I read was most likely a version of the Kaliach. In addition to the theme of the coming crone of winter, Mabon celebrations often make use of the theme of the dying and resurrected god. That particular deity isn't just John Barleycorn. His echoes can be found in several other deities. He's in the wine harvest presided over by Dionysus and in the myths of the Egyptian Osiris who taught people how to cultivate their fields and turn their grain into bread before being killed by his brother Set and becoming the ruler of the land of the dead. Another deity to work with and build rituals around at Mabon is Persephone, who is seen by many as returning to the underworld on the autumn equinox. Rituals featuring Persephone in the early autumn help prepare us for Samhain and the coming changes to the earth. The Irish Celtic Dagda is another popular deity at Mabon. The Dagda is an agricultural deity and a god of plenty, which is always appropriate at witchcraft's biggest harvest festival. Like its March cousin, Mabon is also a time of balance, when light and darkness are represented equally. Magical workings focused on balance are especially powerful at the autumn equinox. Despite not being celebrated thousands of years ago as Mabon, the autumn equinox is an intensely magical and celebratory time of the year. That excerpt is from the Witch's Wheel of the Year, Rituals for Circles, Solitaries, and Covens by Jason Mankey, which is me. How exciting is that? So yeah, it's a little history there of Mabon. You know, a couple other things before we close. This mini edition of Witch's Whiskey and Wit. And if you were wondering, today's whiskey is the Glen Scotia Campbelltown Malts Festival 2020 Limited Edition Tawnyport Finished, aged 14 years from Glen Scotia in Campbelltown, Scotland. Campbelltown. Oh, was supposed to be there in a week postponed until April because of COVID. Ugh. Oh, get your shots. Anyway, you know, before I go, just some memories of past Maybon rituals that I've been a part of. My happiest Maybon ritual memories revolve around the pagan student group I was at at Michigan State University back in the 90s and early aughts. That group was called Green Spiral. And we used to have like the biggest celebrations for the autumn equinox. You know, you always had the most new people. And a lot of them wouldn't last the semester, and that was fine. But we always had a ton at that particular uh, Sabbath. Sometimes we'd have a big party on Friday. Saturday, giant potluck dinner. Oftentimes that dinner kind of court like was at the same time as the Michigan State Notre Dame football game and we'd all watch that and then we'd have a really great ritual. Sometimes our rituals were really elaborate. One of my favorite ones is a scavenger hunt we did through downtown Lansing making people form teams and then they would go and drink cider, not alcoholic cider, just regular apple cider and other things that we associated with the equinox and it was fun. It's great. Uh, I think there are so many different sort of ritual things that can be done during this time of year. And I hope, however you celebrate, that you love the Equinox. Have a great time. Enjoy it, no matter what you call it. If you don't call it Maybon, I think that's great. Um, happy Autumn Equinox. If you do call it Maybon, it's fine too. 
if you don't like to call it Maybon, be nice to the people who do. It doesn't hurt you. Anyway, this has been Witch's Whiskey and Wit, the mini Sabbath edition. Maybe one day I'll even have guests on the show again. I'm Jason Mankey. Thanks for listening and uh, downloading the podcast and you know being a listener. The podcast was produced by me, written by me, and performed by me. So if you hated it, you only have one person to blame, and that's me. And if you got this far and you hated it, why did you waste all your time? Hopefully I'll see you again soon, certainly at Samhain, maybe even before that. Happy Autumn Equinox. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.